Welcome to this week's sermon at Village Presbyterian Church. At Village, we seek to be shaped by the life of Christ, to practice authentic friendship, and serve the world. You're invited to join us at either our Mission Campus or our Antioch Campus. For now, we hope you hear a word for your own life in this sermon. As we prepare ourselves to read scripture, let us pray. Holy God, quiet our wondering minds and still the anxiety in our hearts as we hear your ancient word made new for us and in us this day. Amen. Today's reading comes from the end of the book of Acts, after Paul has been arrested in Jerusalem. He appears before the Roman governor Felix to offer a defense of himself, and after that defense, we read. But Felix, who was rather well informed about the way, adjourned the hearing with the comment, When Lysias the tribune comes down, I will decide your case. Then he ordered the centurion to keep him in custody, but to let him have some liberty and not to prevent any of his friends from taking care of his needs. This is the word of our Lord. Thanks be to God. Amen. Our second reading comes from uh, Paul's letter to the church in Galatia. I'm reading from the sixth chapter, just the second verse. It's there that the apostle says, Bear one another's burdens, and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. And the grass withers and the flower fades, but the word of our God shall stand forever. Amen. Ain't it good to know you got a friend? Oh yeah, yeah, you got a friend. You've got a friend. You just call out my name, James Taylor sings, and I'll come running. Everybody needs a friend like that. Friendship is a common reality in life. I've been thinking about it, particularly over this past year when it's been difficult for us to connect and be with our friends. There's an ordination vow that has grown in its importance to me uh, in recent years. Uh, ordination vow, I mean those vows that leaders in the church make when they're ordained, the elders or deacons and pastors. One of the promises we're asked to make, it says, will you be a friend among your colleagues in ministry? Will you be a friend among those who share this faith? I like that. And I think friendship is a good way to think about discipleship at times. But one of the things that we know is that real friendship requires some intentionality. 
my Facebook page tells me that I have hundreds of friends, and to have a lot of friends is a gift in life, but we also know that there are, there are moments when it's not a lot, but it's meaningful friendships that matter to us, and those require some intentionality. It's true for us because at the end of the day and at the end of our days, our lives are defined by those we love and, and by those who love us. Our lives are not ultimately defined by any set of accomplishments, but, but by the network of relationships that matter to us. That's what makes a human life human. And so that's the wisdom of this vow. Will you be a friend with others? Will you be a friend with those who share this faith? It's a good metaphor for the faith friendship. And so I want to spend some time today and in the weeks to come to talk about friendship. And to begin this conversation, I'm drawn to the, a moment in the life of Paul that, that Hallie read about, read for us a moment ago. Paul is in prison. This is a common experience for the apostle. The truth is, once he committed himself to the gospel, to the good news, Jesus did very little that made Paul's life easier. Once he was committed to this faith, Paul was ostracized, he was persecuted, he was beaten, he was flogged, he was left for dead, he was in prison multiple times. And yet, Paul's spirit was one of courage, even of joy. So those of you who have been part of this church family a long time, Remember Dr. Bob? Dr. Bob was the founding pastor of this church and served us for almost 50 years. And Dr. Bob was known for his greeting. Be of good cheer, he would say. Be of good cheer. I shared with you that that greeting of his he takes from the Gospel of John. The, the Greek word that is translated good cheer is tharseo. And tharseo in Greek can mean either be of good cheer, it, it can also mean be of courage. Good cheer and courage, it's the same word in Greek, tharseo. And I think the wisdom there is that sometimes to be of joy, to be of good cheer requires courage. It requires a strength in us. I think Paul was a man of Tharseo. He faced the most difficult circumstances with a courage and strength and joy even. But in this passage, he doesn't seem to be of any of those things. He's in need. He is at the mercy of Felix, and Felix is no friend of Paul's. Felix could release him from prison, but he said, let him stay in a few more days. A, a day is just a day for Felix, but in Caesar's prison, a day is what must have felt like an unending hardship. But then Felix says this, don't forbid his friends from taking care of Paul. Don't keep his friends away. Let them come and take care of him. I don't know if that's a comfort or salt in the wound. I wonder how easy it was for Paul 
this man of Tharseo, this man of courageous joy, this man of unending strength, this man who had faced shipwreck and beating and imprisonment, how easy was it for him to need his friends, to be dependent on them? You know, we, we tend to think if we've got it all together, then we can say, well, you don't have to go any trouble for me. Don't, go, don't bother yourself. Don't go any trouble. I'm just fine. I've got my life together. We tell ourselves that's what courage looks like. So how easy could it have been for the apostle to be taken care of, to say, I need you. I can't get through this without you. Maybe, maybe it was hard, or maybe he expected it, because there was another place where he wrote, bear one another's burdens, and in that you reveal the law of Christ, the life of Christ. Bear one another's burdens. That's a good metaphor for friendship, it seems to me. But here's the thing, when you hear that verse, bear one another's burdens, you hear it from the position of strength, don't you? That's the way we hear it, that we're, we're called by the apostle to, to take care of those in need around us. But that's actually not what he says. He says, bear one another's burdens, which means we as the church, as the church family, we live on both sides of that equation. It means sometimes you're the strong one, but sometimes you're the one who depends on another's strength. It means sometimes you're the bridge over the troubled waters, but it means sometimes you are weary and feeling small. It means sometimes you are the one who carries, and sometimes you're the one who's carried, who says, I can't get through this. I need you now. If, if I understand this text, it means that both sides of that equation are holy because both sides of that equation are human. And it is in the soil of authentic humanness that friendship grows. Now, here's the thing. It's easier for us to see ourselves as a strong one taught that. But if we cannot admit our need when we are in need, it is a barrier to friendship. It is a barrier that results in loneliness. In Wendell Berry's novel, Jaber Crow, there's a a strong man, an independent man named Troy in the novel, and Troy is described this way. It says, Troy was more or less alone. His competitiveness and self-centeredness cut him off from any thought of shared life. To men like Troy, and maybe it's a bigger problem, maybe this is a bigger problem for men in general, but to men like Troy, the apostle says, sometimes you need to admit your need, that you need a friend to lean on. And here's the point. 
I think when we can admit that, when we know that there's someone we can depend on, that that feeds the courage and strength that we manage in other times. My friend Dean is a pastor, and he's retired now, but he tells of a time he was making a hospital call. It was in the 1980s. If you're as old as I am, you remember this. He was visiting someone who had AIDS, a member of his church who was dying of AIDS. It was a monstrous disease, and the response of society was monstrous as well. But Dean was, was there. He visited this man, and he told him, he said, he said, Dean, I think I've lost my faith. I just can't find God in this. And Dean said, that's okay. Let me believe for both of us. You lean on my faith until yours is restored. Bear one another's burdens. Both sides of that equation are holy because both sides of that equation are human, and authentic humanness is where friendship is nourished. It's the wisdom of our ordination vow. Will you be a friend among those in your faith community? Will you be a friend? Will you bear one another's burdens? To say yes means sometimes you're the strong one. And sometimes you need to lean on someone else's strength. You know, I I don't know exactly who these friends of Paul were, not in this moment. But what we do know is that for them, he had been the apostle. For them, he had been the leader. We do know that most likely, most of their relationship, they had leaned on Paul, that Paul had been the rock in their midst, that Paul had been the strong one in their midst. And maybe they never anticipated that there would be a day when Paul would say, I need you now. I can't get through this without you now. But that day came. And they were there for him. And maybe that's where Paul learned that to live the law of Christ, the life of Christ, we bear one another's burdens. When we know that we can depend on another, I think that feeds our courage the strength and hope that we reveal in other times. There's a relationship between the two. It was April of 1968. Martin Luther King Jr. flew to Memphis, Tennessee. You remember the story. He was there to encourage the sanitation workers. Martin Luther King Jr., is one of the most important voices in our nation's history. He was one of the most courageous and hopeful men to walk our land. And it was the night before he was assassinated, we know that now, the night before he was assassinated, he preached to the gathered community there in Memphis. And apart from his I Have a Dream sermon, this may be the most well-known sermon that he preached there on April the 3rd of 1968. He told that gathered community, I don't know what will happen now. Like anyone, 
I would enjoy a long life. Longevity has its place. But I'm not worried about that now. Because God has taken me up the mountaintop, and I've looked over, and I've seen the promised land. And I may not get there with you, but I want you to know that we as a people will get to the promised land. That's what Tharseo looks like. It's a courageous joy. He, as much as anyone I know, was convinced that God was leading us to God's promised day when all is made right, and he could see it. That incredible sermon began in a more mundane fashion. Ralph Abernathy introduced Dr. King to the gathered assembly. He needed no introduction, but Ralph Abernathy introduced him, and Dr. King stood up, and he said, I I listened to Ralph's introduction, and I thought about myself, and I wondered, who in the world is he talking about? And then Martin Luther King said, it's always nice to have your closest friend say something good about you. And Ralph is my best friend in the world. Now, I don't know. I, I, I don't know, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if the reason Martin Luther King Jr. was able to face death threats with courage, if the reason he was able to stand up to the accusations and slander that he was un-American and unchristian and Marxist, that the reason he was able to maintain hope that we might get there to the promised land is because he knew there was a man named Ralph that when he was, when, when Dr. King was weary, feeling small, he'd call on Ralph and he'd come running. He would be there when he was in need. Will you be a friend among your colleagues in ministry? To say yes is to say we'll be willing to bear one another's burdens. That means sometimes you're the strong one. And sometimes you just admit you need someone's strength. We live on both sides of that equation, and both are human, and that means both are holy. And when we live in that way, the kind of friendship that carries us through the dark times, that's that kind of friendship is born. Pray with me. Gracious God, we believe. Help our unbelief. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's sermon at Village Presbyterian Church. Learn more about us at villagepres.org. And we invite you to join us again next week.